Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Episode 231 of Another Pod Do Not Relent is here in your living room. I'm Slide Whistle. Oh, Slide Whistle not only has a slide whistle, but also a harmonica now? Um, cool, I guess. Uh, I'm sure that will sound great on audio, but it is I, Immunization. He's a regular one-man band with all of his many blowables over there. Also, hey, it's me, Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire, and Horde Punching Bag. They call me Blows Traveler. Yeah, because he blows, because he stinks! He's a soul gem! He's a soul gem! I love Blues Brothers. Wait, this is a bad intro. We got a lot of wild to talk about, but before we get to that, (laughs) we got a hot review to read. Oh boy. So I have pulled this up. It was a review sent to us via email, which you can, as a reminder, you can send us a review however you want. Like, we'll probably find it eventually, but like uh, the normal ways will get it to us quicker. And we will take a shot, read it on air, um, whatever it is, good, bad. But yes, we have a five-star email review from Wooly, host of Thrall's Balls. So shout out to them. But Wooly says, hey guys. Realized I've never written you guys a proper review and I'm bored at work, so buckle up, bitches. This pod is fucking awesome and is my favorite active podcast, WoW-related or otherwise. Your mix of humor and knowledge accompanies my drive to work every Friday or Saturday and makes me just want to go home and play. Five motherfucking stars, brother. And then the review ends there, but then he kind of uh, has a, a little bit of like a hour thought some discussion and thoughts about like classes and race combos, which we can talk about later, but like we have a lot of wow news to talk about. Um, so we will bank this and get back to it later. But like in honor of the review section, we will be taking a shot now. Hear ye, hear ye brother glasses to the sky. Clink. Yes. Here I go with a shot of rum. <laughs> Thank you. Wooly. We always look forward to your many reviews, because that is actually the second one. But if you want to do a third one, I mean, (laughs) I'm always willing to hear my praises sung. Oh my god. Did you give me a double? Sorry, I was... Ugh. No, I just filled up the shot glass. I I did the same for me. You pulled up this one to the... That's a normal shot glass. It's the same as the other ones. I think it's a thick boy. Thick boy. Speaking of thick men... I want to talk about our latest kill in Arborus, the super stinky lab. And it was the ghostly image of Neltharion himself. Yeah, the echo of Neltharion we got down this week. And we brought in a hot new strategy. We were doing it completely different last week. And this strategy, I will just say, is a lot better. We didn't realize that, like, when the walls are destroyed, it just, like, does raid-wide damage. So... We just didn't. We just, like, let the tank be thrown in whenever we needed to move, and I feel like this strategy was a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, for for anyone who does not know, Echo of Neltharion, the whole thing is he will summon a series of interlinked walls all around the arena, and he'll do a big, he'll do a big wind-up whirlybird and smack someone into these walls, and you have to use them to go around the arena and get to specific spots But like Immune just said, we just went around the circumference of the room the whole time. It was real weird, but it did a lot less damage. It was a lot more manageable. 
Yeah, this this strat was so much better. Like, how many pulls did it take us? Was it two, three? Two, I believe two with this new hotness, and he was defeated. Yeah, and it was uh, quite quite different from last week, because last week I feel like uh, our strategy that we had last week, we were barely making it to phase two even, and this one just felt a lot easier. Honestly, our whole strategy from this week, from last week, was so much better. Last week we were so fucking slow, we, we talked for like 35 minutes each boss. We were like, go, 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 kill, 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 like barely saying really anything, pretty much. Yeah, which I feel like on normal we can get away with, like, just going. So it was, it was nice to just get, like, we cleared up to the final boss, Sarkareth, on our first night of the of the week of raiding, which um is crazy. And we even got, like, a first pull-in on our, on Tuesday on Sarkareth, where we just pulled without any explanation. Yeah, if you're out there thinking, wait, that's not very fast at all, this guild... It traditionally does really bad if you haven't heard the news, so they get there eventually, but they're slow as molasses. <laughs> the Sarkarith mechanics, I am we're almost there. We're like so close to figuring out what we have to do to finish them off. Yeah, I feel like we can reliably get to the start of phase three now, but I think we're fucking something up with like either the placement of those pillars that we have to hide behind or destroying them or Something in that transition we're doing wrong. Yeah, it's in the transition from phase two to three. He creates meteors that have purple explosions. He puts three purple explosions on people. He creates his own like two thirds of the arena purple explosion. And one of them we are messing up. So everyone keeps dying. But I don't I really have kept my little peepers out. I don't know what it is we're goofing up on. Like, or if it's just people need to get their next week of gear so they're a little beefier. Which, um, will be coming because, like, it, I actually kind of like how the raid gear, while it appears a little bit lower in the vault, we can upgrade it, which is nice. And then also we've been getting, like, a lot of people some keys done. So I feel like next week we'll come back, like, significantly stronger. Well, and there's also the fact that Lin, who's our raid leader, uh, he had to leave an hour early, and so our raid time kind of got clipped when we would have definitely learned the mechanics in that hour. I felt an 11.15 Unomas. We could have had it. <laughs> we definitely mm, could have done it if Lin wasn't moving. I feel like threatening his, <laughs> his real estate agent right now just to make sure he never does this again. Dude, 1v1 me in front of the Stormwind Gates. I'll be there. Bring whoever you want. Oh, no. Uh, are you going to face off against Abby Abilene in, in Abby the Avarice? <laughs> yes, fuck Stormwind. We're fighting in Abby the Avarice. I mean, we're going to be hitting Heroic pretty quickly, I feel like, which which really, I think, speaks volumes for the tuning that they have done to raids compared to Shadowlands. We were doing the normal bosses for so long in our guild in the previous tiers. I, I do think it's a, a tier two thing where a lot of us are coming in with like mythic plus gear. We're, we're like at a much higher eye level comparatively to the rewards from this normal raid than what we would have been at the beginning of like a, the expansion for the first tier at least. Not everybody. <laughs> got some, you know, people, lots of people don't even do keys. I feel like half, maybe half of them don't. Well, yeah, but like still half of us having that advantage compared to none of us having that advantage. And you know, you know, you're, you're right because also we have formed a super group between 
uh, Team 1 and Team 2, the two raid teams that won, I don't know what's going to happen next week when Kata, their raid lead, and Wildy, their main tank for the other group, returns to playing WoW. But we basically took all of their best DPS, and then we they, they don't have any healers. So our healers, with their DPS, we're killing shit. <laughs> Yeah, we, we really do have, like, a, a really honed-in, like, fight squad here. Like, I don't know what will happen in the future. And also, you've been trying to do a little bit of recruiting as well on the side, right? Yeah, yep. I've been I've been putting my little sniffers out there. Back to Sarkis really quick. Okay, so he's a regular-ass, like, little yellow Drakthir, right? Um, where do I sign up to absorb this void power to become this hawking fucking sweet brute? I want to be that. Apparently, like, two of the failed experiments are also big and, like, purple highlighted and lightning breath. So there's some sort of magic juice going on in there in Abby the Aberus that I feel like Bai needs to get down with. I mean, I feel like if any of the other aspects knew that um, Nelthy Daddy was down in here cooking like this, they probably would have called the cops on him. Like, this, there's some heavy void void crystal magic <laughs> happening down in here also okay so like i'm really bad at paying attention to in-story lore as it comes across in raids i don't know why i think i'm like looking at like my other screen to figure out what's best for me so the echo of Natharian is walking around right like the raid but like he's walking with rathian and he's like rathian these drac theer haven't done anything good they're worthless i need you to be better and he's like yes daddy i will so, like, why is Rathion playing around? Is it just so he can, like, get more information? Or, well, like... no, it's because, and this is, I'm glad that you've mentioned in raid lore here. I I've, I've have my notebook full of it. That's the whole shtick of the raid is that, so on the left wing, Rathion is going around, and he's like, I, well, both he and Sibelian are like, we're in here because we need to uncover what Nelfarian knew to make him so powerful. And both of them have their own journey where it's like, okay, now Therian's talking about this kind of power. Oh, well, he's talking about like the using this power for evil stuff. I don't know if I want to do that. And then for both of them, now Therian's like, wow, I didn't know you were such a shit heel. Maybe your brother is better. And it sort of leaves them with like, oh, beans, is he right? Am I the inferior one? And then it's not until you delve in the middle when it's revealed like, oh, you guys were terrible. Like, I never thought of you as my children or as my heirs. It's not about blood. It's about just like, you know, evil power for me, which is why I give my support to Sarkareth, which plays into the ending that everyone is hating on. <laughs> which we can get to in a second. But like, there's something that I want to talk to before um, as well, which I was a little behind in catching up on the story this week and i just caught up on the campaign and at the end of the campaign i thought it was really weird that like abyssian and emberthal were like yeah you two like meaning like rathian and civilian you 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 two go on into the abbey and then abyssian's like no i won't be doing that and i thought that was really fucking weird honestly i guess because uh, the the way i saw it was abyssian was like there's nothing in there like, for me, that I need to personally oversee. You guys will go and kill Sarkareth, but I'm almost, like, I'm unwilling to face what my father did. Like, I, I don't need the to unlock any sort of power in there. I guess it's weird to be like, you got this champion's wave's hand. Like, you can kill him. 
but I guess that that's it. He's just like, I'll tend to other matters. I don't need to go on a power trip in here. He's like super smart. He is like, okay, so, you know, in a horror movie, <laughs> like he's the one that's going to survive. He's like, I'm not going to go in there. My dad was corrupted by whispers. Uh, they almost got you, Raffian. Like, why would he even think to expose himself? He's like, no, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere near this ghost. It'll kill me. So so what you're saying is that canonically, Abyssian is the last girl of this patch? He is. He's the last girl. That does make sense. Whenever he runs, it's always with urgency, but not too much. He does love flailing and has a tendency to bust his ankle. But we do know, I am proud to know, he will get out of there eventually. At least until the sequel when they bring him back as a legacy character and he is killed for shock value. <laughs> no, that's the... I hate when they fucking do that. But this this just fucking reminds me, like, I need to pay... I, I always do this with raid lore. I need to turn off my K-pop boys and just, like, focus on what's happening on my screen. No, because I do it too. I don't, don't know what it is about, like, raid in particular. Because, like, when I'm out questing in the caverns, I, like, sit there and wait. And I, like, listen to, like, everything that anyone is saying. I read everything. I take everything in. But then when I'm in raid, I'm just, like, in the zone, I guess. I, like, I, I, I need to, like, actually, like, stop and be like, wait, people are saying things. This is lore. This is important. <laughs> a big part of it, too, is I don't think they do it in, like, a voiceover channel as it is so i'm thinking of particularly when neltharian and rathian talk after failed experiments you have to physically be there so if you are in a raid atmosphere where it's like okay we got them down going on to the next one we're going to scarn like your group has already left before neltharian walks up and he starts the rp oh that makes sense i only really caught it because it was at the Failed experiments is the end of LFR. So as I was sitting there waiting for a trinket to be rolled, I listened to them. And then I specifically heard that he was like, maybe Sibelian's not such a little stinky baby boy. And I'm like, oh, is there one of these on the other side too? So after Rashak, yeah, the, the thing is he's like, mm, all of these Jardin are dead. Maybe you can eat them and gain their firepower. And he was like, that's weird, what? dad. And he was like, yeah, that's that's the thing is he's like, all these dead Jardin have like fire blood. Surely you can siphon it out to power yourself up, son. And he was like, I don't like that at all. I don't like you're implying that. And he goes, maybe you're too rigid in your ways. Your brother who actually fought to earn his spot, maybe he'll be willing to do it. He's just sowing discord. He's just being that evil yeah. stepdad, even though he's their real dad. And he's like, you know what, guys? Why don't you fight for me? Also, like... As we, as Slide and I mentioned, like, I did not really absorb much lore that was happening in the raid because I was looking up things and whatnot. So are we supposed to, is the implication that, like, one wing is with Rathion and one wing is with Sibelian? So, like, are the champions of Azeroth split here? Is this, like, a, air quotes, like, in canon, like, the Alliance will do one or the Horde will do the other? Yeah. Like, that type of deal? Yeah, that would not surprise me if in, like, the Chronicle Volume 8, when we eventually get here... It is implied that half the gang went with one and half the other, and then they met up at Zaskarn. Zaskarn is such a casual word. Yeah, meet me in Zaskarn. You know, this this expansion and, like, the, in particular, like, the last patch and a half or whatever, it's, like, they really like the combination of, like, S's and Z's and apostrophes, and I'm like, how the fuck do we pronounce that? Like, earlier Aaron was just, like, Skarn, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably right. Valdrasless, this is... 
That's the two when you entered the Dodrassus. The, the thing is, we didn't hear it over Discord because Discord is like a fucking narc hater that's like, no, we will not play your harmonica. But like, since I am in the room with you, I heard that you played the harmonica. That's great. So Aaron has no clue that I'm just playing the harmonica sometimes, but it will be on the Audacity files. I did wonder what had happened because I was like, he just said throws your asses and then no one said anything. So, ugh, but that does make sense that it's secret musical interludes. Well, you see, what had happened was... What had happened? Anyways, um, I guess while we're talking about Raid, I mean, for those who care, and I don't really care, I don't normally follow, like, Race to World First, but it's over. I feel like, was this, like, one of the quicker ones that we've seen recently, though? Yes, and that is an issue for some folks, but this is definitely, especially based after, uh, God, what was it called? Well, you know what? I forgot how long Vault was. I forgot Vault of the Incarnates was a thing. I was thinking our last one was... God. Last Shadowlands raid. Why can I not think of its name? You know, like, even the ones that we played through, I'm, an, I'm like, bad at remembering their names. So, like, I also am like, I don't fucking know. Wow, you know, this is actually really... Because, like, for me, a lot of the theming of Shadowlands raids are very similar, right? You have spiky men, Automata fighting you... Uh, dark lady. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like we have, like, our nicknames for them, which normally helps me. So, like, Sanctum of Domination, Sadis, like, I, I remember that one. Oh, duh, it was the Sephi, the Sepulchre of the, the First The Sephi! How did we forget just, how, how, how did we forget that? But yes, <laughs> I was going to say, it's particularly short after the Sephi took 12 years, but I don't remember Race to World First on Vault of the Incarnates. I, I don't either, honestly. I mean, this one is for sure like the. Sh I think this one is the shortest in like a very long time, which I which was the I believe the intention. So people are really mad. If you don't know about the end cinematic and you really care and you haven't seen it, then tune out now and come back in th five, I don't know five and a half minutes. The end cinematic is literally just are you gone? Okay, it's just Sarkareth and he's like, oh, you killed me, father. Uh, did I mean nothing to you? I'm... Uh, and he dies. And it's just like a guy dying. And everyone's like, I can't believe that's the ending. Well, the alternative was literally the jailer being like, they're coming. And we're like, is there something scarier than the jailer? What, 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 how? So, like, this makes sense. This is good. Which also, like, we, we can have a whole other conversation about that. Because, like, has j the jailers, like, they're coming. Have, have they came yet? Are they still coming? Are they going to come? Like, is there come? <laughs> But no, what Slide Whistle was talking about, this is, I was harping on, I didn't do it in any sort of public forum, but I was reading my newspaper and frowning at the articles I saw. Because yes, it plays into the story of Nelfarian. We're all here to find his power. And he found his true successor in this guy who was like, I am willing to do anything for power. You see Sarkareth throw away his guys. You see him sacrifice them to bosses sacrifice his everything to get this power and then in the end he's lying there like crying in a puddle and he's shouting at the image of Neltharion in the stars and was like yeah it was all this for nothing I had everything I had the power that you gave me you entrusted me as like your firstborn child because he technically the Drakthir came before his biological children and you forsook me and like and allowed me to die and he's doing this in front of Rathian and Sibelian and they're sort of side-eyeing each other like damn 
that was going to be us. Like we fully walked into here wanting to be this. And now we see that maybe we don't actually want to have Neltharian's power. Yeah. And so I, it, I, it's, it shows that I'm sorry, I'm raising my hands here. It shows really quickly, like thematically development in their story, but people don't care to look at the story. So they're just like, I don't get it. He didn't explode. He didn't point at the next raid and tell me to go there. No, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Like, I don't understand how people are like that, like upset about this. I feel like this is more so just like progressing the storyline of like the actual black dragon flight. I, I don't fucking know. But also like, I don't know, like Sarkareth, like literally everyone told you like your dad's dead. Like, what do you expect him to do? do <laughs> like we already we already like got rid of him like how many fucking years ago now well it seems like he was already void communicating in some aspect so he probably had a little bit of madness going through his brain maybe he thought the echoes were real maybe you know what i mean there's a lot of other weird things happening but um do you think it's possible that when the jailer was like oh something's coming blah 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 and it's everyone thinks it's oh is it the void is this like a slow burn connecting piece? It kind of feels like it is. Like, oh, Sarkareth, the void, it's back, Dragonflight, discussion in the front. But like, this is probably going to lead in somehow to what happens in the yeah. future, right? Because he's communicating something. Yeah, I I would hope that the thing that they're seeing might be the same thing. Like, Zaval was scared of this big purple blob, and then Sarkareth saw this big purple blob in the distance. I would hope that it was not the jailer directly saying like, "Oh no, Dragon Isle stuff." If if we if in this new chapter we can all point towards something that we won't see for years, I'd be much more appreciative than just like, "Oh no, I saw the next expansion." Because like the the thing is like I don't do we we don't really know because like no Drakthir has died right because so like we don't know like do they go to the Shadowlands like. Is Sarkareth going to be thrown in front of the Pelgarbiter, like, right now? Like, after we kill him and raid? I don't know. Oh, shit. Well, okay, you're you're right. We do... Every time a character dies, we have to think about the fucking Pelgarbiter now. Like, oh, how is he judging yeah. their soul? Yeah, and I don't... I mean, there were probably Drakthir that were killed 10,000 years ago. But, like... Zoval or Robot Arbiter were sending them places. Yeah, this is the first instance of Drakthir suddenly dying and then Pelagos is like, I don't know what to do with you guys. I'd, how do you measure a life that was for so long and you didn't do anything with it? Wait, wait, that first, that first was it a Drakthir or was it a Draconoid that we saw killed that we were like, no we loved her! That was a Draconid. Where do you think she went? I think she went to Bastion. Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> did you either... play her a song? <laughs> he Once did, again, yeah. I can't hear it, so I hear the opening half a second of harmonica and just assume he went off. <laughs> yeah, but like I kind of agree though. Like she probably went to Bastion, I would say, or maybe Maldraxxus. I mean, she did have that one conversation with you after like her second quest, where she was like, "How many arms do you think is too many arms?" And then you can give your answer because, you know, it's silly. It's multiple choice. And she goes, I think you should have as many arms as you want. So I hope she's out there being like 
the left appendage of an abomination somewhere. I was going to say it. It's what she always wanted. <laughs> I picked the option where she was like, mm, should I be a short gnome skeleton? And I'm like, yes. Yes, you should. So I'm assuming that's what she is probably now. Speaking of short gnome skeletons, the race to world first has ended. Uh, let me check my notes. Liquid one. As you can tell, I really didn't care this 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 tier. Race world first, I don't know. I, it's give or take for me. I think the theming of the raid really depends a lot to me, I guess. I mean, like, I'm not gonna, like... <laughs> I'm not gonna, like, yuck anyone's yum that, like, really enjoys it. But, like, I just don't care to, like, watch all these people that are really good at the game play the game. Like, I'm gonna see the raid eventually on my own time. Well, I mean, we, we've we watched some race world first before, though. We've, we, we've watched some. I, I know, but, like, what I think what I'm saying is, like, I don't feel, like, an allegiance to Liquid. Like, yeah, like, they're a North American team, so I'm, like, like I guess, cool. I'm not, like, yeehaw, America, because we're in North America. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I don't care like that. Well, you know what? This is That's hilarious, because this is the one instance when you should have been, like, yeehaw, North America. Because when Liquid killed the race to world first, when they killed Mythic Sarkareth, they had an evoker on their team, and the first ever evoker legendary tier piece, uh, well, sorry, legendary weapon, it's a one-handed called uh, something of Nazoru, whatever, dropped. And so they got it, and then I guess once that happened, Blizzard had this awesome protocol where, okay, so once that <laughs> region gets awesome it, protocol, a super rad piece of code. The sickest code you can imagine. It made golden balls fall from the sky on every North American server. Sorry. Balls. balls. Sorry, any uh, of our Belgian listeners. We know you're out there. God for Doomert. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so on, on North American servers only so far, there's these gold balls dropping from the sky, and you can collect them freely. It's like for all North American players to celebrate, you can get a free battle pet of a little golden orb. And I'm like, what? Wait, is this real? Are you? <laughs> I haven't seen the pet yet. It is the orb that's descending from the sky. Your character can just pick one and put it behind their head and be like, follow me, Belgian wedding. It's exactly what it is. So <laughs> so you literally, so is it, here, I'll, I'll read the article right here. With the first unlock of the Evoker legendary weapon, Nazaru, the Unbound Legacy, Players have noticed slight changes all around the Dragon Isles, mainly order orbs scattered in several locations. In addition to these, all players can obtain a new battle pet, the Motor Nazoru. It's, it's literally like a Star Wars Episode One Gungan celebration of we did it, we saw one! Oh my god, this thing, I need to get this on my priest. This looks like my old friend. This looks like full pancake. Oh, it is full pancake. You had a friend, I probably saw this guy, but you had a friend whose name was colloquially Full Pancake. Well, okay, so, like, there used to be, I don't fucking remember what it exactly was, but I think it was in Legion, where priests it was, had yeah, this It floated behind legendary. your head and, like, like extra healing went into this thing and it would pop off every, occasionally, right? Yeah, and, like, when it was full, it would look like that, um, like a full orb. But, like, I was bad at the game back then, so mine only, like... Slide would mainly just call it a pancake because it would look flat um, because, like, my healing was bad, I think. Okay, wait, no, no, no. It looked... Wait, is that... No, it... Okay, you... Everybody here listening is familiar with the Amoeba Boys, right? From the Powerpuff Girls? 
<laughs> of course. They were my third favorite Powerpuff Girls thread. Okay, so take the tallest, skinniest, uh, Amoeba Boy, uh, Stretch, we'll the, call his name. The, yeah! the one who had... He had like a Kango, right? He had yes. like a like a back. No, Kango okay. was the leader, I think. He had a, he he had like a fedora. Imagine him, but instead of standing up, he's he's horizontal. Now he's laying down and he's wiggling, and paint him golden. That's exactly what the pancake looked like. A laying down, <laughs> swimming amoeba boy. I swear to God. <laughs> Do you remember the episode where they <laughs> crippled the town of Townsville because they stole all the oranges from the supermarket? <laughs> the oranges, and they're like. You guys can just go, but we're thieves. No, you stole oranges. <laughs> and then the entire city got scurvy. <laughs> it's like, we've come to beat you up, Amoeba Boys. And it's like, finally, we're a real threat. Oh, uh, I miss Amoeba Boys. Anyway, sorry, everybody. Back to a while. Uh, so and get your North American pride. That's what I'm saying. You were shitting on it. And here, I'm going to play the North American National Anthem real quick. We North America. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, North America. Our new anthem, apparently. Finally, us Mexicans, Canadians, we can all come together and hold each other's hand as we summon our moats of Nazurus. If there's one thing all of North America can come behind, you know, like, forget NAFTA. It's the DN Army, and this is our theme song. <laughs> Okay, I'm putting the harmonica away, everybody. No, no one's under threat anymore. You're fine. You're safe now. Trust me. Like, like I said, I loved it. It was greatly thematic uh, because of the way it's recording. I couldn't hear it. So every silent moment, I was like, he could just be harmonicking b- over this, and I wouldn't know. It'll be a fun surprise to you tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> fun surprise? Speaking of fun surprises, surprise, she's back. Shh, kicking open the window. It's Growlina. Greetings, all. Growl here, back on the scene with my new pal, Penal. Peen, you and I just killed Professor Gastronex, the disgraced Algathar Academy alumni who's causing mischief here in these caverns. What do you think led him to this life of villainy? It's hard to say, really. What causes anyone to turn to the dark side? Hmm, money, power, booty, maybe? That's gotta be the one, <laughs> lol. He was out here chasing some primal cheeks. Hmm, whose cheeks do you think he was pursuing? I hate to be that girl, but there's not a lot of aesthetic beauty going on amongst our enemies. Speak for yourself, bud. Have you seen Iridiacron? That Cape Crusader's out here and he's about to make me act up. Well, I certainly can't knock your taste in draconic, craggly men. And I'm glad that 10.1.5 will allow us to get a better look at those crusty cheeks. Speaking of future events, though, this segment is now in the past. Let's follow the sands of time into the second half of the show. Thanks, Growlina. And now we return from a blue post from two hours ago. Tee hee hee. Breaking news. 
uh, Blizzard has posted an initial response on the upgrading system, which I'm okay. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Well, I had, and here the post reads as, The existing crest and fragment arrangement certainly contributes to inventory management concerns. While I can't promise anything in italics at this early stage, moving crests to the currency tab is under serious consideration. And I think, how often do people say I think? I think it's more likely to happen than not for next season. Wait, the the blue post says I think? The blue post reads... It's like, a, it, like, a guy, you know, you make the decision. Wait, well, there's more. <laughs> also, who is this? Okay, here, okay, now, here, let me press view original. Let me see, let me get the name of the blue poster. Chimes has nine posts. Chimes must be a new WoW dev because they are, they are leaning. You no, know, like, I think this is good. Like, to say I think shows that they're like, listen, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm, here's what, here's what might happen. I think it's more likely to happen than not for next for next season. Additionally, having players capped on a given tier of crest, getting the next tier down as fallback rewards is under discussion. And yes, I did implicitly reveal that our current tentative plans are that this system will be iterated on for season three. Whoa! I love chimes. They're real. I I feel like blue posts went from being like official to being like this is the office gossip, and this is what I heard. Yeah, it's like some guy like sitting in the vents of Blizzard, being like, "Listen, I got this. Keep it under your hats here. <laughs> Keep it under your amoeba boys hat here." But here's what's going down. Okay, maybe okay, this could be why this is more personal. This was posted in the elusive WoW Community Council Forum area. So they were like the people who they had handpicked to give feedback. They were all saying how they hate the crest system, basically. So that's why they had to make this very personable post. <laughs> and I feel like at this point in the season, I am just now kind of understanding how it's supposed to work. And the the crafting component in this is even been even more confusing to me when we've been trying to figure that out this week. Yo, I'm a motherfucking crafter, and I'm I just recently figured it out, and I'm like, oh, I can't make any of this because I don't have. I mean, I do have the gold to do it, hair flip, but I'm not paying 180k for a cobra skin. A single cobra skin is 180k to make one wrist. What the fuck? And you found out why too when you tried to get one for yourself. Uh, fun fact, I tried to do it again today, and I didn't get it. So to, so to get a Cobra skin, you have to be... This is not a joke. Don't Nobody can laugh. You have to be a master baiter. Well, you just laughed. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you expressly told me not to. But I don't even know what system that is in the World of Warcraft. Uh, so as a skinner, I'm a skinner with a knife. I skin animals for skins. Uh, there is a, a talent tree spec option to go into baiting. Now, this is, you know what? This is interesting. A, a lot of you probably don't know this. Skinning can do active things. They can actually craft. They craft bait out of animal meat. And they put the bait down in certain areas. So, like, the Azure Span versus, like, um, Dragon Scale Expedition would yield different beasts. And you put the bait down. And a, a random beast will come and eat the bait, and this beast will give you more higher rare skins, 
and could give you rare reagents. So there's a cobra, and if you put the bait down in a volcanic area near the Jaradin, there is only one specific lava pool that we as skinners know of. It could summon a magma scale cobra that you kill and skin, and you have a one in third chance of getting this 180k gold cobra skin. So it's not even guaranteed, and you can only do it once a day. That's that's so dumb. Correct. Once a day, if you try to skin it again, you will never get one. People have done it and tried it. it does not work. And and in the skinning tree, there's specifically one area that I feel like no sane person would ever spec into that I specced into because I was like, this would be funny. And it's like, your bait will always attract the most elusive and secretive monsters. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> let, me, let me get into that. So I am indeed a master baiter, and my success rate of getting this rare cobra skin is zero out of two. It's stupid. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the fact that they have penned all of you master baiters into one pool in the Dragon Isles. It, I don't know. I feel like if I had to see someone master baiting, I would appreciate that they spread it around. You know, it could be anywhere. I don't like flying to my rare and seeing seven master baiters over by one specific area, I feel like focusing them really increases, you know, it increases the unfriendly values. Listen, um, Aaron, I, I'm going to need you to refrain from this. Um, we are a sex positive podcast. Um, if the masturbators want to congregate in that bathhouse, that is up to them. That's fair. You know what? I don't masturbate. I'm only an apprentice baiter myself. And so, who am I to tell them what to do? I do teach classes on the weekends, so just let me know. I mean, and, uh, and like me personally, I've never baited. Honestly, baiting is—it's been super fucking lame. I I put it down, and a moose shows up, and I kill the moose, and it's like, <laughs> oh, cool, I got three skins, and I'm like, okay, is that all I get? I've never actually found a use for this. You're just pumping away, and you're like, this is lame. This is terrible. Why do we do this? And you just see the guy. Like, you're, he's reaching below the screen, so you can't see what he's doing. <clears throat> you just gotta bait harder, bro. Well, and here's how lame it is. I do my weekly leatherworking quests like the Dickens. I will buy the treaties for leatherworking. I will do all the quests for leatherworking. When it comes to skinning, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm already a master baiter. I don't need to do anything else because the rest is just bullshit. You know, that's the same with me, too, because, like, on my priest, I do all the things to get, like, the knowledge points on my priest because like i have like tailoring and enchanting but then on my hunter who is like just has two gathering things with like like herbalism and mining i'm like i don't care as much just how the cookie crumbles speaking of crumbling let's talk about blizzard's crumbling empire blizzcon's happening and none of us are going oh right. no way we never go yeah we of course we're fucking going the blizzcon motherfuckers no no we're telling them not to so the tickets are cheaper oh no, we're not come on yeah, nobody should go to blizzcon and also you should email them <laughs> and tell them to make tickets cheaper just as a you know who knows Two months from now, Steve's going to be like, ah, Beans, no one's coming. Please, please buy our tickets. They're only oh, two bucks now. Please buy our tickets. 
But yeah, but yes, this week we did get the official announcement. I guess that means that it has officially been squiggly mark two weeks, and they can officially announce that BlizzCon is happening in Anaheim on November third and fourth of twenty twenty three. I'm so excited, and like part of me is like at this point now, I'm not even like that excited. No, I am excited for like the BlizzCon part because we're probably gonna get. Shit, wait, what would the announcement be for WoW? It, it, it wouldn't be a new expansion. That's too soon. It would be the next patch, I guess? No, I think it could legitimately probably be the I next mean, expansion. I mean, yeah, because what's happening oh, in, shit. like, seven months? Yeah, oh, okay, so, like, my timeline is so skewed, and there hasn't been a BlizzCon in, are we looking at three years, four years now? 2019? 2019 was the last one, yeah. The last physical one was 2019, and then they, did they do, like, an Blizz, was BlizzCon Line 2020, or was that 2021? I don't remember. Had to be 2020. So, yeah, so... No, they, they've they only done it twice, I think. 2021, 2022. Um, and I think 2020, they were just like, stay inside, everyone. So, yeah, I'm, 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 ex- I, I'm so excited to see... What has changed in the Anaheim area? I'm pleased, Mexican restaurant that I love so much, and please survive. Yo, they they hooked us up there. There, it was like one. Of, <laughs> we, I, I distinctly remember like I was getting there like 30 minutes before happy hour is over, and then like the waitress is like, "I know you're here for happy hour, so like just order a few, and like if you just like chug one fast, and like we can we can make sure you get that deal on all the drinks you want." With all of the the fun adventures that they've been going on, I can't wait to see what this year's big cool meme is. Imagine to be right there in the audience for the second coming of Don't You Have Phones. It's definitely gonna be an Overwatch Two thing. Gotta be. Gotta. Yes. Be. There's no way it won't be. Aaron Keller, you're in danger. Do not go to BlizzCon. People are going to beat you up. Be careful. You you think people it's will us. forget? We're going to. No, we're not. You think we're people will not. have forgotten in seven months? But they will they will only take this time to sharpen their spears evermore. Also, Ahoy of not Vince Ahoy. Vince and he's like, oh my god, me? No, it's our, our guildy Ahoy. He already reached out to us and was like, BlizzCon was announced, you guys going this year? And I'm like, we already are working at a hotel and everything. And he's like, I'm gonna go and I'm bringing my corgi, he says. <laughs> Is he really? <laughs> yeah, this was happening during the podcast like 20 minutes ago. I was talking to him. <laughs> Uh, but, but like also like uh, for DNR army members, Aaron, this is your first BlizzCon that you're planning on going to, right? Uh, no, I went to 2011. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, who uh, who was the headliner for that one? Ready go. Uh, it was Tim Headliner himself. They got him. They said, accept no substitutes. Tim Headliner is here, and he walked in, and it was just a man with a very bulbous head, and he was like, "Hey, nerds, what's up? Who here is gay?" And I was like. Ooh, Tim. This is a little rough, but people were laughing. It was 2011. It was a different time. Yo, we got Billy H. Let's go. I'm actually curious who was now, who was 2011's, the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Billy, that's right. Billy H. Performing for the Foo Fighters. He was <laughs> he was up there on stage with the Foo Fighters. They were playing the song and he was swinging his big head around fighting Foos. What? No. Uh, Oh my god, wait, this is the first BlizzCon... Okay, since all the controversy, they said they would not allow them to be at the Hilton Bar anymore, right? Isn't that kind of, like, said in, like... Well, yeah, fucking... I don't know if anyone will even be there. No, they will. Like, to, to, ha- well, to have fun. And that's not even like, ah, oh, let them have fun, guys. It's like, yeah, keep your fucking people on a leash, please. Uh, I mean, yeah, because, like, 
I'm. We have been to the Hilton Bar what three times now? Four times? How many have you been to? Three. Those be our fourth. Um. So like we kind of like know like what to expect from the lobby, and I mean let me tell you, it's not really much else other than dorks and nerds drinking beer and being like, is anyone gonna talk to me or do I talk to them? That's literally that's literally it. It's a will they won't they dance. Yeah, and then I was generous enough to talk to Slide Whistle, so he didn't have to worry anymore. I was really <laughs> worried. Slide was doing that thing where he heard someone say "torn," and he was kind of trying to edge into the conversation, but they didn't they didn't open up like a physical hole in the circle for him, so he was just putting his hand in and out like it was the hokey pokey. Hey, I talked to and danced in front of Bell from Pwncast, so therefore, I think I have a lot of merit going into this. You have a lot of merit. Mill it, Bell, please come back. Please come back to the podcast first. We miss you. They booed me. They booed me at that party, though, because they, they had a microphone before you dance for the prize, and they thought I said, for the horde, but I said, fuck the horde, but I was trashed, and so everyone there was alliance, and I got booed by my peers. <laughs> wow, you know what they say, drunk words, sober thoughts. I said fuck. Slide's going to get on the mic this year and say, I'm a masturbator, and I am going to masturbate right no, here. No, no, no. This... And then everyone's going to kick him out, and he's going to be like, no, no, I'm funny lava snake joke. This is the year that we do our most aggressive marketing. <laughs> We should tell everybody about this fucking podcast. Because let me tell you, people were telling me about shit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go to your website. And I checked them all out. They owe us a favor. They're going to fucking be our listeners now. We should just, like, print out a bunch of flyers and leave them around. We got to make yeah. a new new shirts, new shirts. I literally was like, let me get on Vistaprint right now and just make business cards and just have a box Dude, of them yes, passing yes, them around. Yes, do that. Okay, so we... We need new shirts for the for, for BlizzCon, and we need those fucking cards. That'd be great. I'm excited, and I feel like this has been something that like we everyone's been waiting for for a while. Obviously. Okay, so we read the lovely Woolies review earlier, but we did mention that he had a DNR thought. And now that we have gotten through the major news of the week, let us return to our good friend's writings. He says that. He would like to offer up some potential lore justification that could be implemented to make some strange race-class combinations make sense. Because last week, when they announced that everyone can be a warlock except for Drakthir, Slide was very adamant that they did not include his people. We kind of poo-pooed some of them, Slide mostly. So he starts with Lightforge Draenei. Well, he says Lightforge, Space Goat, Warlocks. First off, warlocks don't fuck with the fell and demons because they're friends. It's about control and mastery. Like, you tortured and enslave us, so now enjoy being dominated, mofo. The way I see it, using the light to subjugate and force demons to do their bidding would sound appealing to a light-forged Draenei after a millennia fighting them. And I gotta say, I mean, it does make sense. I disagree. Uh, if I'm well... It's it's one of those things where, like, traditionally, most warlocks have been like, I am working with the demons to summon this. But you could headcanon it being like, I'm controlling them because now I'm in charge. Once we were equals on the battlefield, now I am your master. And, like, what we do know about, like, the Lightforge, Draenei, if they are left to their own devices, like, you roll on, like, whatever alternate timeline that is. Like, they just dominate 
anyone anything that they perceive as a foe, right? <laughs> when left to their own devices, they become psychotic. I I think my argument of the Lightforge Draenei isn't really based in... I mean, it is a little bit based in the Fell and the Light, which is true. I guess the Fell people aren't like, yeah, we love you. It's just like, this is a host of power. But in my head, I guess I kind of see the Light and the and the Fell as... Was it the Shadow? The Light and the Fell as like uh, a union and confederacy. The Light says, we will kill the Confederates, the, the, the Warlock Fell... And we will kill them no matter what. Our job is to contain them. Our job is to murder them. And when offered the choice for a Union soldier to join the Confederacy, their own brothers who are very similar, the same country, they're, they're the same basis, they say, hell fucking no, their values are in the ground. They're working with demons. We're working with our boy Angel Lady, whoever, is, whoever the hell is up there at the top of the ladder there, Derek. <laughs> Like, they're working with Derek. They don't want to work with anybody who's in the fucking dirty fell side, right? They're, they're mortal enemies. They are the yin and yang. They are the, they're, they're bashing their heads against each other. They wouldn't, they wouldn't want to absorb that. Some might, but I don't know. It sounds like your automated system over there wanted to weigh in. She said, she's, I thought it was on the web, and it was a yin-yang Roblox <laughs> Wikipedia <laughs> article. <laughs> <laughs> what did you Our say to Seth Rollins? cover? I, I tapped her so quick that and now I think I can't even see what she has suggested to me. So it's gone forever, folks. <laughs> but Wooly continues by then saying, Void Elf Paladins, hear me out. So let's talk about Druids for a second. Zandalari Druids and Kul'tiran Druids specifically. Neither of them are the traditional Sonarian Druids like Night Elves or Tauren. Kul'tirans connect to Druidry through life and death. Zandalari do it through the Loa. In a similar way, it would require graphical changes to to things like consecrate. Velf paladins could use and control the void to champion their cause. It's a stretch, but it works in my opinion, like a shadow priest in plate armor. While I don't know about specifically saying I'm going to summon the light or this light power through shadow, he does touch upon something that I feel like they need to do more, and that is. Paladins, priests, anyone who summons a borrows power from a particular source, I feel like we need to play around more with how they get it. It goes back to the the theory we threw out a long time ago, where like dark iron paladins, they should be getting their powers from like the firelands or something like that. Yes. So if you were to have void elf paladins, I would prefer all of their abilities are like mysterious purple and mystical black but you could say like yes this shadow lord this void lord is giving me these powers they're just called and look the same thing as paladin moves i think if they were to do that if they were to make all of the void up paladins moves that consecrate and just bubble everything if they just gave it a purple tint which I think they would almost have to, right? Then I'm okay with it as long as I get a uh, short to medium length quest line that specifically lays out to me in lore to them why this is okay and why it's good, and then I'm Ooh. then I'm good. And but then you're right. This comes back to the, to the dark iron shit because if if they if they fucking make a void paladin. And they give them void everything, and they don't give the Dark Iron Dwarfs, dwarfs fire anything, then there's a problem. E then you should skin every paladin to be 
what their god is. Okay, so I'm fucking up here, but you know how there's evil Naru, like my mom. I feel like they could get it from like an evil Naru. Like Laura could be like, yeah. I once bestowed light upon my disciples. Now I shall bestow darkness upon you guys. Like we have like a Shadow the Hedgehog anti-hero evil Naru that gives them their powers. I mean, I I could see that. That That's one way that this could work. But alternatively, like, you guys probably hate that I'm saying this, but, like, I don't know. I could see Void Elves just straight up being Paladins, especially if they were Paladins before they became Void Elves. It would just kind of be, like, in lore, like, why are undead able to be priests, like, if the light hurts them, you know? Like, maybe they could just be Paladins still, but, like, the light hurts and conflicts with them. For reference, Immune is okay with any class being any spec, so, therefore, he's already biased in his opinion about this i think it would be fine i think our solution would be cooler but i don't intrinsically hate void elf paladin because yeah i don't i really don't know i'd have to go back to do that void elf intro quest again to see like how into like in tune they were with the void lords if what i remember is correctly correct the fighting ghost just kind of filled them with energy. And then when he left, they're like, we can't get this out of us. So it could be, they don't even necessarily like have void in them anymore. They're just like, my body was ruined from this experience. Yeah, like, like that's all I want. I just want them to justify it and not be like, and here's a new thing we can do now with the warlock quests. Um, some of them were straight up just like, this is why we are doing this. And this is why. And, and that's great. There is, um, I read the reason that the Golden Draenei, what are they called? The Lightforge Draenei would be okay with being fell, and I can't remember it, but I remember being like, oh, that's okay, that's serviceable, that's in the middle. It wasn't perfect, it wasn't the worst, but it was like, okay, well, I mean, like, if I squint really hard, I guess I can see why you would do that, I guess. Just that that's it. That's all I ask is an actual reason why each different thing would be this. That's it. Is that reasonable? No, it's fine. Yeah, no, it, I, I, I don't disagree with you, and I feel like you're a little too hard on me for saying what I said last week. But anyways, I will continue with uh- Wooly's email, and then he says, Pandaren Demon Hunters, it'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious, so do it, Blizz. I mean, on this one, I have no notes. I agree. A hundred, a 10 out of 10. Do it, Blizz. Yes. Do not now, do it! I mean... <laughs> I mean, it'd be hilarious. Oh, that's right. You guys don't but, play Demon Hunt. See, you guys need to play every spec in the game. I'm telling you. You guys need to dabble well, in other no. classes. Hunter and Priest, old. Mage, old. Oh, my God. Well, anyways, yes, I'm sorry I do not hop into the hero class every so often. But my question, I mean, yes, it would be funny. Tee-hee-hee. My question is, do we have Demon Hunters that still hang out with us? They seem to be a class sort of outside of the faction structure. And Illidan's gone forever. Are there other demon hunters that are walking around and like reporting into Alliance military or the Horde Council? So there are. I, but that that's like the demon the demon hunters of Legion canonically they stopped at Legion. That's right? kind of one of the problems with with one of the one of the races. Then is is demon hunters right now? The specs um they don't I can I. As a demon hunter from Legion, I couldn't tell you who are who we report to. I'm trying to think. So Illidan left. So I 
I selected one of two people to be Illidan's number two, and t- and I could not tell you which one I picked. Pe- no, there's one in BC who's a blood elf who I said I'm not picking you, and that was it. I I, I couldn't tell you what the night elf's name is, but he's in charge. Is Shade of a Comma technically in charge? No, still? Shade of a Comma <laughs> is Shade of a Comma. Is he the he, leader? He wasn't a leader. He was a bodyguard. <laughs> so he he reports to me. So honestly, I think the demon hunters, the players in charge. We're the slayer now, so we're in charge. <laughs> so that's why nothing's getting done because we're busy raiding and doing nothing else. <laughs> So it's really on the community that other people aren't demon hunters because there's not like someone to teach. It's up to Illidan and Illidont and Illidori to be teaching and they have they've been slipping. Well, because I feel like canonically, like lore wise, there's probably what, like only like five demon hunters on Azeroth. I don't feel like there's probably there's like there's not a lot of them like like there's not like anywhere near as many of them as there are like human hunters on Azeroth, you know? No, no, no. There's a lot yeah, of us. I would There's say a lot of us. Not, not five, but I would say based on what I saw in the various cutscenes and the story stuff, I mean, we're probably looking at what, like under 500. Okay, wait, everyone slow down. So the thing with demon, I don't, I, I think it's more than that. The, the issue is demon hunters aren't replenishable or they are, but we're not doing it right now. But so are the undead. Like, yes, it's easy to raise corpses, whatever, but, like, there's there's thousands of blood elves and night elves that were just like, here, eat a demon heart. That's it. Eat it. Just eat it. Like, he had a huge camp. That, the test, the eating of the heart is actually tough, right? Like, you can, yeah, you can fail. And, yeah, I was about to say. So, that's tough. Not only do you need to get a lot of blood elves and a lot of night elves, which that's a dwindling resource, but... Then you also have to make them all eat hearts, and only like 25% of them are making it out of that. So sad. Um, so Wooly signs off of his email here by saying, anyway, long email is long. Go forth and tickle nutsacks. Wooly. Rolls balls. Clap, 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 clap. So this may be our final discussion here before we wrap things up. But for those who didn't know, and I'm mostly bringing up this week despite not knowing a lot because... It's counting down till after next week, but there is a counter above my man, Calicos's head. I think it's at four days. Do we know anything about what's going to happen with that? I mean, no, I don't. I don't personally. What are we now like in the in the storyline? We're six out of seven if we're current. Is that what we're at? Yes. So maybe like he'll be involved in next week's campaign because we didn't get any new campaign this week, did we? No, we did not. No. And and we, we have yet to receive the text that's like, I can't, or the quest that's like, I can't believe what happened in Aberus. And you go, what happened? And it shows you the final cutscene. Yeah. So I assume that whatever has happened with Kelagos will be a storyline in the wake of the Abiabli Aberus. It's just so weird because I saw people were data mining the countdown above his head and i was like well, that's weird how'd they turn that on but then i physically saw him yesterday and he still has it but when you talk to him he doesn't say anything but it's just like five days champion five days till something epic oh, is that when we're getting the conclusion of the story i assume the campaign i guess yeah based on what it was yesterday then counting five days in the future would be tuesday of it's next weird week. That we didn't get it this week, but I guess I can kind of get it. Like, they're not using the mythic kill as a basis for what the average player is doing. So they're like, all right, we're going to give you fuckers another week to kill us on heroic. And I'm, I'm like, oh, 
we'll maybe be starting heroic with our guild on that point. <laughs> but like, it's probably like a good point for like a middle of the ground average base, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm curious. I'm curious to see like what involvement like he has in this because it's been a while since we've had blue blue dragonflight story beats, right? Since questing in the Azure Span, I think yeah and he he has an after image that's walking around loam i can't find it all the time but i've seen him around so he's got eyes on the situation so something must be happening next week where he decides to like instant transmission down there that's the sound of uh the it the it department working trying to make this broken game work bleh Speaking of broken games, here's my favorite broken segment at the end of the show. It's the top two bottom boot medium moot. And Slide Whistle, I want to hear yours first. I got a big fat top this week. I can't make that noise with my mouth. Top harmonica. Uh, I've been hanging out with my favorite people, the Drog Bar in the Zerolet Caverns. We've been working out. We've been getting swole, bro. And uh, we've been snail racing, doing a lot of snail racing with our boy... uh, Big Slick in the city. Slick. I almost said stink, not stink. Slick. He's causing a a big stink. Down in the caverns, though. Get this. If you don't know, now you know. If you have snails from other regions, you can pull them out of your pet inventory, have them next to you. You can talk to the main snail racer man. I think his name is Briggle, B-R-I-G-G-U-L. And he'll be like, what is that beautiful otherworldly snail you have? And then he'll give you 100 rep if you show him a 25 level snail pet. I was about to say, Asterix, it has to be level it's 25. That, it's that super easy to get, though. So you, can get a tw- uh, you can get a 25 Battlestone leveler from the person in Veldraken. Her name is, like, Veljara. Go to figure that out. For only 35 pet Battlestones. It's super cheap. You, oh. you, 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 you just have some lying around, probably. And if you don't, there's a rare in Maldraxxus. Yes, Ew. I know. Shadowlands. If you go to Maldraxxus and kill the Shroom guy... He, he, he can drop up to 50 to 60 uh, pet tokens, which is two battle pet stones. So get your check your snails, level them up, talk to this man. And I'm now, we are, uh, I think we're rep three out of five. I've done like zero dailies. I've just showed him snails that I had and that I bought off the auction house for large amounts of money. <laughs> The drug bar is so fucking weird. You're like, you're, you're basically just like, yeah, I'm gonna lift weights with you, bro. And then you're like, hey, look at this snail I found in Meldraxis. So I did spend uh, 150k on oh, snail pets that were level 25. No, sorry, they're level one. But there was only one of each of these snails on the auction house, right? So I bought them. Then I went to the pet battle stone person. I bought five upgraded pet battle stones to my snails, upgraded them, and then I put them back on the marketplace after showing him the drog bar for twice the price. And they're the only snail on the market. Is someone going to buy them? Probably not. But I can lower the price. And if you two want to mooch off of my snail sex, oh, snail success, I was trying to merge there. I can loan you the pets, and you guys can hang out with them and show them to the drug bar, and then give them back to me. They're gonna be like, 
Slide Whistle already showed us this stinky snail. Flip him over, look! And he's gonna point at, like, its sneerial number, and it's like, It's the same snail that I've been shown by seven different guys. <laughs> I smell collusion. And then you see Big Slick in the city is gonna, like, furrow its eye stalks and cross its non-existent arms, like, You let Big Slick down. A collusion? What are you hiding? Triggle, <laughs> <laughs> no. Boo. Yeah. My top two, it's just snail racing. I've been living down there. I'm fun. I can't wait to get a drug bar reputation five. We're going to be homies. Uh, what about you, Aaron? What's your top two, bottom boot, medium boot? Well, I have a simple one this week. It is a top two. Toot, 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 toot. So for anyone who didn't know, which was literally everyone, unless you were keeping up to date with your Traders Tenders journal, Last week for three days, it was National Hot Balloon Day. Balloon Day. And I can tell you, Balloon Day itself is the bottomest of boots. That shit fucking stinks. But I did happen to cue into it with two other lovely lady wargans. We're talking about Katisha Jenkins and Valina, agent of the Black Prince. And they were in my balloon with me. And we were talking a whole bunch, Katisha and I. And then at the end, they were like, yeah, my friend and I were in voice. They said that they didn't want to put the effort into talking, so I should do all of it. But you were pretty cool, so they feel bad for not talking. I'm honestly surprised that there were enough people to, like, start the event (laughs) with you. Well, it did take a very long time, and I asked them are you guys celebrating balloon day? And they said, we're just trying to get the like 100 tenders points that it gives you. And I said, that's more than fair, but Hey, that is a success for the traders tender system. Cause it made someone remember balloon day. That's true. I mean, cause like, like I feel like in the past, we just happened to be looking at the calendar and be like, what's this? Yeah. I, I told them, I said, I already got my rocket turtle two weeks ago i'm just in it for the love of the game and they said that's terrible but we had a real conversation and that was pretty neat so immune what is your ttbbmm well you see i have another top two triple two this week and um my top two is I believe I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but, like, there is this website called Questionably Epic that, like, I've used to, like, kind of get an idea. It it used to just be, like, blood mallet for healers to tell you, like, which trinkets sim better. Mainly is how I would use it. And, like, it was only specific healing specs that could be able to use this. But with this... I believe with this patch, like, they are now live on, like, any healer can use it just like raid bots. Like, you use a slash SimC, plug in your shit, and it tells you your highest HPS output of your gear. And healers have never really had this before, and I just think that it's so cool. So, like, huge shout out to them. Like, I can, like, (laughs) it was so, so funny in the past, like... When, when I was just, like, maining just my priest and, like, Slide would always have to, like, sim all of his gear because, like, on whatever DPS character he's playing. And then he was like, how are you choosing what's in your vault? And I'm like, mm, vibes and feelings. And he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, there's no way. Like, do you have any better way to help me? And he's like, no. Why am I just not hearing about this? Your fucking boyfriend. You didn't tell us in person you have a fucking way to sim that shit or just to see what's best? 
Well, I mean, as of literally, like, two days ago, yeah. Two days ago? I've seen you at least twice across those two days. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it didn't come across in conversation. Wow. You know what? I'm going to find me a man who tells me about his HPS ranking sheets. Hmm? Hmm? Bunny want questionably epic log to tell me highest HPS output gear. Give me back my harmonica so I can make bad sounds at you. And second of all, I did tell you you could go to the mist weaving site for the mist weaving section for healing. Not that you're a mist weaver, but there was one that existed that I knew about. Yeah, but they were the only ones that had one. Whose fault is that? You're a priest. Why didn't you make one? You are very good at <laughs> spreadsheets. You could have done it. He played the harmonica this time. Aaron didn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> because he handed it to me and he said take this from me i can't help myself i'm just gonna keep doing it so then like i just on my desk now and now i can't help myself aaron's like what the fuck did i get into <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to say these words to distract myself from playing the harmonica these words are thanking our five dollar month patrons they are command sergeant major Tuzerla, fourth host of the podcast your monkey ahoy vince ensign slash drag race azarine digital dave mitch who wants to remind everyone that rathion isn't daddy he's a literal child crucifix saracen hawk satia zen soup big fat ugly bug face baby eating adorno says i baby gersh myth gersh Wooly, Big Bear 13, Muv, Adam N, Ickus, Nova Dark, SSDB, Same Soup, Different Bowl, Vanderlyle, D Gibson, Generational Talent, Smurf to Base God, Slide Whistle says. He played he played the harmonica. <laughs> That's what I assumed. And Will, aka Tire, Trade Chat's Fallen Father. With that, we are out of here. We're leading the charge out the fucking door, because we got some keys to run? Or no, we are a fool and we're doing second ray like idiots again. You I gotta get the Evoker Legendary. We didn't kill the raid boss. If you have any uh, comments, questions, complaints, anything, your harmonica sound book says give me tips how to play better, send it to do not pod at gmail.com and or Navarra Coffin at gmail.com. What about you two? Where can they find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at New Era Alex. You can find our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. You can join our podcast Discord by going to do not relent.com. And you can join our Patreon by going to patreon.com slash do not relent. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at the Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. You can read the show's literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. And you can watch me play Vigigrams on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. Shout out to everyone who came by to earn the blazing hippogriff with me. Uh, no one was around when I got it, so I fucking shut that shit down. Blazing hearts, burning farts. You know, that's what my mother always said. That means another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast of the 3HNC network representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish.